0: You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, where we're overcoming trials with triumphs. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my show this week. I am proud to have Paul Stewart on my show with me today. Paul is amazing. He's actually one of my um, followers on social media, but besides that, he's more special than that. Um, He actually took one of my podcasting classes and um, was interested in starting his own podcast. So I just want to, without much further ado, introduce Paul. Paul, welcome.
0: Thanks, Patty. How are you doing? Good to see Um, you again.
1: good. Thank you. Yeah, you guys- yeah, we tried to record this uh, a couple days ago. My dog was going crazy in the background and I was just like, man, let's redo this. I know we can do better than that. So, um, Paul, could you tell my listeners a little bit about where you're from and how you grew up? So kind of like how you were as a kid, a teenager. I know you went through some rough patches. So whatever you want to share, go for it. We're listening.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, I'll try to synops- synopsize. Reasonably well. I was born and raised in New Zealand and spent uh, 37 years of my life there, pretty much. Uh, as a kid, I grew up reasonably normally. I was very, very lucky to have two very strong parents, great parents who kept me in kept me on line on a few cases. You know, my father would plant his boot up my rear end every now and again when I needed it. But uh, yeah, both hardworking people, really great example. Then at about the age of 20, I did the crazy thing and followed a guild to Australia and that didn't work out. So I ended up coming back and was unemployed. And just to keep myself busy at the time, I started learning Japanese and surprisingly found I was pretty good at it. And I developed a crazy idea to go to Japan. So within about two years, I ended up in Japan. I lived there. I ended up in Okinawa where I met and married my wife. Uh, four years later, that's another long story. And then eventually, after living and working in Tokyo for just over a year and a half, I decided it was time, along with my wife, Jill, time to go back to New Zealand and finish my college. So about the age of 30, I entered college. I completed it. It was difficult along the way. It's really hard to go back to back to college when you're you've been out of school for so long. It, it was really hard for me. But I passed it, and now after... I, I do I do computer programming, basically. But the way I got to that was I started out coming out of school. I had to work back up through the ranks, uh, like as if I was doing an apprenticeship, till eventually uh, my in-laws ended up retiring to Preston, just up the road from where I am in Washington State, and they invited us to come and live here. So we applied for a green card, expecting it to take years, and I had one within about four days. And so that was seriously just. I realised this was almost like a divine appointment. You don't you don't turn down something as good as that. And we arrived here in two thousand and seven, and I've been here in Washington State since two thousand and seven. And I got to tell you, man, America is the best country in the world. I, I cannot emphasise that enough. It's just a fantastic country. I love being here. New Zealand's fantastic too, but it's just so much different being here. I love it.
1: So this is really interesting to me yeah. that you learn to speak Japanese. I mean, that's not easy. I can't even roll my tongue to figure out how to speak another language. I guess you don't really have to in Jap like Japanese. I don't know. But well um,
0: yeah, you have you have to, but what, it's it's more a case of I didn't do languages at school, at high school. And then when I got out, it's you know, sometimes as an adult you find skills or things you like that you didn't like when you're in school. And it just was a case of that. I just clicked with it and I, I learned it quite quickly. So I was really pleased.
1: Ah, how do you say something like I'm on a podcast in Japanese?
0: <laughs> well, I'm not sure what the podcast is, but I'd just say yeah. something along the line. So let me think. It's been a while. What has it? That's how I'd say it.
1: Wow. Something like
0: that. I probably mixed, I probably messed up the last word, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I haven't done it for so long.
1: I wouldn't know. And some of my listeners wouldn't know, but I did look yeah. and we do have some listeners in Japan. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, I've lost a lot of it, but it's all good. So yeah,
1: that's way better than mine. Sorry. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about um, so when you were a kid, yeah. what did you want to grow or do when you grew up?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, To be honest, I think I wanted to be just about everything. I cycled through the normal things, firefighter, pilot, um, what else would there have been? Racing car driver, actor, uh, just the normal things that kids think about, but nothing really gelled with me. And when I was in high school, I tried a number of different things. So I even I even applied to be an undertaker and uh, but unfortunately there were no positions available to help there. I I did it as a, uh, as like a high school work experience and it was amazing and incredible experience. I know that sounds a bit weird, but a really incredible experience, but I wasn't able to get into that. And then, so I just drifted to be honest, doing many of your jobs, nothing in the way of what you would call a career. And so when i was in tokyo after being there for a while i realized that i wasn't going to be able to support a family on what i was earning so i really needed to you know knuckle down and get back together and study something that can computers seemed like the 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 go to reasonably safe industry to be involved in mm-hmm.
1: so what do you do now i'm assuming you do something with computers um computer intelligence right
0: uh, yeah uh, a... <laughs> That could be a bit of an oxymoron intelligence when it comes to me working with computers. But no, I I work as a data analyst or Power BI consultant, uh, not consultant, excuse me, developer. And what that in general, in a nutshell means, I take the data, sales data that the company I work for, all the sales data, I put it all together and I take it out and I make it into usable. They ask me questions and I use the data to answer give them back answers that they can use and, and take an action with.
1: That's incredible. Uh, Technology is really advanced. I remember like a Commodore 64, I think when I was a kid, like that was a huge deal. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I still remember the little, what were they called? The five inch floppy disks that you could put your hand and you know, the tape decks that we used to have at high school, you put the tape deck in and they'd make that horrible noise to load the programs here. It's been a a while.
1: Yeah, fax machine sounds like coming from the internet, all sorts of flashbacks I'm having. (laughs) So um, tell me about a trial that you've had in your life. And it can be anything. It can be from when you were
0: younger or now.
1: Uh, Share with our listeners a little.
0: Yeah, I I would have to say, uh, I was thinking about this. And I'd say most likely for me, an ongoing trial that I've had is, being concerned so much, frightened to to step out in faith, being concerned a lot about what other people think of me and being scared to step out, whether it becomes just something like in my personal life, sharing the gospel or even doing podcasts like with you. You constantly encourage me, but I just have that barrier thinking I'm not good enough, being concerned about what other people are going to think of me. And I found that is an ongoing struggle for me that I work through every day. And it's an everyday trial, but it's also an everyday triumph, so just little small things like today, for example, before I got on this podcast, I actually contacted somebody via Facebook and asked them to be an accountability partner for me. And even six months ago, for me personally, that would have been unthinkable. And so that, for me, that's just a, a small victory that I'm I'm celebrating today. And of course, the guy said yes. So if I hadn't asked, he wouldn't have said yes. And now I'm in a much better place because I took that step. And yeah, that's my biggest struggle, I think, Patty.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tough one. I think a lot of people struggle with, um, oh, what do they call it? Um impersonation. What do they call it? Oh, I can Oh, uh, impersonation.
0: So, uh, yeah. Imposter syndrome.
1: Yes. Thank you. Oh, oh, yep, My brain yep. went blank for a second. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of us do that and it's normal. I mean, yep. it's hard to get over, but, um, you always think that there's somebody out there bigger and better than you, but, mm-hmm. um, I haven't really shared this on any podcast, I don't think, but I truly believe kind of like you mentioned divine intervention earlier. I believe that we each have some kind of message or reason that we're here. And um, if we don't step up and do what we're called to do, then somebody else is just going to do it. And it's probably not going to be nearly as good as if we would have just done it ourselves because we each have unique situations to be able to share with other people. And Um, I truly believe that about you too, Paul. I think that um, your message even today is going to be encouraging to people who are just kind of on the fence. Like, I really feel like I want to do this, but I'm scared. Well, maybe it's their sign, you know, if you're listening, maybe that's your sign to get up and do something about what you're called to do.
0: I hope so. I do hope that's true. Yep.
1: So, um, aside from that, I know, uh, you know, you... You've talked about some anxiousness before. Do you mind sharing a little about that, more about that? Like, I mean, every day is it a battle? Um, and if you don't want to go in that detail. No, you know. that,
0: that's fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy to share. It's it, it, yeah, it's similar to the fear of man thing. I've, I, it's just something I have to constantly work through. Uh you get anxious that you're not good enough or... I get wound up very, very easy. Like even now, for example, when I'm talking to you, I've got to keep trying to remind myself, breathe, slow down. Uh, just because I start to get all panicky and suddenly start speeding up and my word state makes sense and my brain gets all jumbled. It, it, it's, a, it's a hard one for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I remember when Ken was deployed to Iraq, there were some anxious times that I was having. And I kept remembering, sure. like, I'm not super, um, I wouldn't consider myself really, really religious. Um, I can get into that on another podcast. Sure. I do believe that there is a God and I, I believe in God. Um, but I remember like there was this Bible verse that I was like plugged into my head when I was a kid because um, yeah. I was raised in a really strong Christian home. And it was be still. And know that I am God. But mm-hmm. in my case, now as an adult, I just always am like, okay, be still, be still, mm-hmm. be still. And um, that kind of helps to remember to be in the moment because that fear is really afraid of what might happen, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. of what's already happening. So right. I think our thoughts get carried away. At least I know for me that that's definitely happened. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have a friend um, who kept telling me, just Patty, you need to breathe breathe, 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 breathe. And I still try to remember that and like right. plug that into my brain. Like, okay, okay, just stop, breathe, like stop thinking. Yeah.
0: I, th- <laughs> I think too, it's that case of the more you do something, I'm, I'm sure you know this with your podcasting is, uh, the more you do something, the more relaxed you get and the more you realize you know how to go with the flow if something goes wrong with the microphone crashes or falls over you know how not to panic and just pick it back up again but if it happens on the first time it's almost like a disaster you know
1: yeah oh my gosh let me share with you something that happened on one of my shows I was interviewing Vic Blends, and Uh Vic is a barber and he's pretty famous barber Um, he's really popular on TikTok and all those platforms I I
0: remember that podcast yeah (laughs)
1: When I was interviewing him, mm-hmm. I was in this different kind of a chair, and it was mm-hmm. one that you can raise and lower. All of a sudden, during my show, my chair just kept lowering and lowering and lowering. And I literally was like down <laughs> eye level to my desk.
0: Right. right. <laughs> I, I've actually, I think you didn't need to edit that out, did you? Uh, well, for some reason, I I remember that.
1: I did not. Yeah. I, I left yeah. it and I laughed right. about it. And it's yeah. funny because when I first started podcasting, mm. s- most of the time I would be like, Oh my gosh, we have right. to stop. It would freak me out. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I never had that happen. Um, last week when we were recording and my dog was going yeah. crazy, I did want to yeah. record because I was like, man, there were so many questions I mm-hmm. wanted to ask. Like you can tell today is a little more detailed than last right. time. Right. Um, but you know, it's just a reminder that we all make mistakes and we all screw yeah. up. And I'm super comfortable now, just screwing up oh. because I realize like we're all screwed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's pretty true. I had a similar story years ago when I was uh, working as a wedding celebrant in the middle of a of a very very plush Tokyo Hilton, and the wedding the part part uh, the bride and groom had come in. And everybody had started singing, beautiful ceremony. And suddenly I hear the sickening crash and I look forward and there's one of my singers has fallen over and face planted right in the middle of the, of the beautiful white robe thing, which they walked up in the middle. And so here we are in the middle of this incredibly expensive, rich wedding, and I've got to carry on and go, "Uh Oh, what do I do now? (laughs) And I, I can barely even remember what ended up happening, but it, it sorted itself out. But yeah, that was a it's just one of those cases sometimes we just gotta shut your eyes and breathe and <laughs> they, okay, open up, just step through it, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Oh so how did you start officiating weddings?
0: Quite by accident. I was working as a missionary slash English teacher in the northern Japan in a town called Hakodate. And they have a lot of little, the hotels have a lot of Vegas-style chapels there, and the Japanese people love to have a Western-style wedding. And so they, the staff would come to us at the churches and ask us if we'd like to do these wedding ceremonies, please help us. And they'd pay us for it. And my Japanese pastor, I was very lucky. He taught me very well how to do it. He showed me all the little nuances of the Japanese culture and what to do, and and that's how I got into it. And eventually it ended up for whatever reason, a number of the friends like, would be doing a wedding and someone else would be there. And then they'd come afterwards and say, would you please do my wedding? And it just built up from there. So I've done about 700 weddings all up. Wow. And, uh, I really loved it. I've, I've, I've done normal traditional weddings. I've done shotgun weddings. I've done some where I kid you not that, they were Japanese professional wrestlers, and all of the guys were wearing masks, professional wrestling masks, and to this day, I still have no idea what they looked like.
1: Oh, my word.
0: It was it was, it was was weird. I mean, I just conducted the wedding as a normal would, but <laughs> I, I don't know who I was talking to. So, <laughs> so
1: yeah,
0: it, it, it was a good time. It was a great time. Um, oh. I got to share the gospel with so many different people, and I got to meet mm-hmm. a lot of people.
1: Wow, yeah. that's incredible! Never would
0: have, yeah, never would have had a chance to meet. It was fantastic.
1: Wow, that is incredible. So, tell me a little bit about um, what you think might be in store for you in the future.
0: Oh, I wish I had a, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball. I could tell you that. I love living in America. I don't see myself leaving here. Um, I think this will definitely be home for the for in the future. I hope to continue to build up the skills and areas that I'm working at the moment. In terms of podcasting, et cetera, you're constantly helping me, pushing me to do one. So I'm going to try and step out, you know, in faith or whatever we want to call it soon and and give it a try and just uh, put it out there and realize, hey, give yourself permission to suck. If I suck, hey, who cares? Just the more I do, the better it will become.
1: Yeah. I love podcasting. It's kind of like leaving a legacy too. I figure that like someday when I'm gone, they can still listen to it. I think about that kind of often. My grandpa used to record Mm -hmm. and um, I have a tape that he made for our family. It's really cool. Um, And and I think that you have a lot of knowledge to offer people and a lot of really fun experiences too. I could see you doing a couple of podcasts, a funny one and a serious one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh well, thanks I appreciate that I'll try it
1: <laughs> yeah so paul thank you so much for being on my show I'm excited to tell people that you know in the future when you get your show going I'd be happy to have you on again thank and you. I know people are gonna ask like what happened to Paul where's this podcast so there's some accountability there too
0: <laughs> okay you've got me you've got me <laughs> on that one
1: <laughs> uh, well thank you thanks, again Patty. thank yeah, you welcome
0: it's been a pleasure it's great to you and thank you very much for the opportunity and God bless. Have a great thank week.
1: Thank you. thank you, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And again, um, you know, Paul had some really great advice about breathing and about just kind of, you know, when you feel kind of anxious, just start thinking about your moment, like the moment that you're in, not fast forwarding and thinking about too many crazy thoughts that you have in your head. Um, and then get an accountability partner. Paul, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. you welcome. Thanks. Thank you everybody for listening and, um, keep tuning in, go to pattycatter.com for all of the show archives. And I will talk to you all later. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening. Please head over to pattycatter.com for the latest updates on Patty, her talk show and what she's up to. You can also find her on Amazon TV and Roku and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Patty Catter until next time.